for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys? And welcome to episode 353 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we're here every lot every Wednesday night live on the Going for Two Live Podcast Network. Uh, we're on Facebook Live, we're on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, uh, and we're also now on Going for Two Live, the website syndicated in all major podcast networks. I'm here with my co-host, uh, soon to be married co-host. What's up, Ryan? Oh, not much, man. I got the uh, bachelor party here in two days, so hopefully I'll, be, hopefully I'll make it back to the show. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll see you again. <laughs> hopefully you'll see you know, me again. Don't get locked up on a roof or anything. <laughs> nah, dude. I, I'm not leaving Pittsburgh, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't, I don't, I don't think. Joining us tonight on uh, on short notice, and I realized when I hit the live button uh, that the title of the show that came up on Twitter still has uh, Sam's name on there. So I apologize, I'm Sam guys. What's yeah. Going on? <laughs> <laughs> so of course we got Steven tonight of the Fantasy Coaches Podcast, and you can follow him at Coach Steve P on Twitter. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Happy to be on the show tonight. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to chatting some fantasy with you guys. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming on such such short notice. Unfortunately, Sam, who's, like I said, in the title, uh, had some work stuff come up and could not make the show. Uh, she'll be on in a few weeks. We'll get her back on the show. But Steve was uh, was was nice enough to join us in a, in a last minute thing here. I sent him the show sheet probably about an hour ago. So <laughs> hopefully he got enough time to get some prep work in. Uh, you know, no one's as good as Ryan because Ryan can do it. He's literally doing it right now as I, as I speak. I can see him Googling shit right now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, usually at this point, I plug the underdog uh, site that, you know, is our sponsor. Uh, we have a plug for them later on. But I wanted to plug. We have a DFS daily fantasy contest right now for charity uh, that we are running. Uh, it's a free contest to enter. It is invite only, so you have to actually register. Uh, you can do that by going to goingfor2.com backslash toys. Uh, donations are encouraged, but not mandatory. So if you wanted to get into that, visit goingfor2.com slash toys. Uh, we are giving away, let me grab it, this pretty sweet championship belt that was donated to us uh, by Fantasy Jocks. Um, it even has on there the going for two.com champion. So that is going to the winner. Um, we're, our goal right now is set at $1,000. I think we're right around 230 bucks, something like that currently. Uh, so a little bit of a ways to go. It's going to be for the Thanksgiving slate, for the three-game slate. So if you play DFS, if you're on DraftKings, uh, visit goingfor2.com backslash toys. You can register there. It's pretty easy. It's, it's, it's like four questions. It's like... What's your name? What's your email? What's your DraftKings handle? That's all you need to do to fill out uh, to Y'all get into that contest. Me. What was that? 
Gobble, gobble, baby. <laughs> gobble, gobble, yep. Uh, so we're hoping to get some some good money raised here for Toys for Tots. That's what the charity is going to be going to. So, again, guys, going for 2.com backslash toys. Uh, we have a great show tonight. We're going to do some uh, some spade or fade, which is basically our version of sit starts. Uh, we're going to do some fact or cap. Uh, we're a little bit past the halfway point of the fantasy season. Uh, so we'll do some fact or cap. Listener questions, of course, and then our... As usual, our normal kickoff with the nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right. So uh, yesterday was was Halloween trick or treating. Uh, if you have kids like I do, then you probably got bags of candy in your house for them going out. Uh, if you're like Brian, you probably have bags of candy all the time in your house just for no reason at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, so tonight we're going to be drafting the best non-chocolate candy. Um, and as always, our guest goes first. So, uh, Stephen, you got the one-on-one here. What you got? Yeah, no, this is a great feeling here. Oh, man. I would have to go with a classic favorite of mine that I always like to get, and it's Sour Pass Kids. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I feel yeah. like there's different flavors. There's big ones. There's the little ones. There's ones with the juice inside of them. It's it's like a, just a good all-around uh non-chocolate candy so that, that's my 101 yeah that would be my 101 as well 100 yeah. percent. you're right and my favorite ones of the group besides this the original is the ones that are like watermelon the watermelon ones those are my oh, favorite yeah, ones those are awesome. good yeah all right uh ryan I keep you got stock in my desk at work yeah <laughs> <I'm a child. laughs> that's smart ryan you got the 102 um we got starburst specifically the pink the pink I had a feeling you were going to say that. Because I would buy that. They sell that whole bag of the pink. I have none yet, but Yeah, that's a, that's a great choice. That is definitely a great choice. Uh, so I'm up at the 103. Um, and I think I'm going with uh, another classic. Um, you know, back in the day, they still do it, I think. But nowadays, they, they give out just the, the one flavor. But they used to give you the box with the split flavor, and that's the Nerds. Uh, I love me some nerds. I'll, I'll straight crush a box of nerds. Now they, they give those little small ones. It's all one flavor. It's just it's like a shot. It's just like Whoop. they're all one flavor now. <laughs> yeah, they're all one flavor now. You get like a oh. grape or a. But they used to do the boxes with the little slide out, and you slide one side, yeah. and you can get a little bit of this and slide the other that. side, a little bit. Of <laughs> that. that makes me glad I don't have kids. So I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> and they I might they they might still sell the, they might still sell the big ones in stores, but I know for Halloween they give out they always give out the one little box with the one flavor in there. I mean, if you don't give out king size candy at Halloween, though, you're a cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, back to you, Stephen. Yeah, no, you, give, you left me with a great classic here that I, I love great getting all the time also, and it's Skittles. It's just, as a kid, I love them. As an adult, I still love them. Probably my one of my go-tos outside of Sour Pass Kids uh, in terms of candy. So. Skittles, good. Yeah, and I've, Jamie's in the chat, and he's agreeing with us that the 101 is definitely Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> 100%. All right, Ryan, back to you here at the 105. Uh, love me some spicy stuff. Always have, always will. I'm doing some hot tamales. Hot tamales, good stuff. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of hot tamales, honestly, but, uh, but I, you know, they are pretty popular. I know people like them. I yeah. spice, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I like the, I like the spice part of it. I'm just not a big fan of how they stick to your teeth. They're just, uh, it, it's oh, like, yeah. it's like the, it was like the gateway drug to fireballs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do love me some fireballs. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got the 106 here and there's still quite a good few good ones on here. Um, 
I'm gonna go with the the Haribo, and it's got to be the Haribo ones, gummy bears. Um, oh yeah, yes, definitely the best ones. ones for sure. That like I used to live next to a, na- a neighbor of mine that uh, was from Germany, and she used to bring them back from Germany, the actual ones, and uh, they taste a little bit better than the American version, but they're all still really good. So I'll go with the Haribo gummy bears. Good choice. Uh, uh, let's see where are we at. Back to one. We're at 107, Stephen. Yeah, this one's tough here because I feel like there's a lot of different ones. I'm going to go with one that someone might not know, and it's called Spears. Uh, I'll have, have, have to send it to you guys. But I remember they were like little just like circle candies. And like if you suck them long enough, they would just turn white on you. Like they were just colored on the top. It was just probably terrible for you. But So you, uh, you suck them and they turn. Are they Spears or are they Sprees? Is it Spreeze? Is that the word Spreeze? I'm terrible. Yeah, with words. yeah, yeah. yeah. Spreeze, I recognize. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spreeze. Yes, that's the one I was talking yes, about. Yes, I love Spreeze as well. That was actually on my list. I love it. Classic. Uh, all right, Ryan, your last pick here, 108. Dude, the Spreeze thing just threw me off. I had it in my head and it just <laughs> left me. Uh, son of a bitch. Um, so it was along that line. And also, you're about to get skipped like the, like the Vikings, <laughs> dude. Janie at the candy corn, it's a bad take. I'm about to say candy corn just because he's wrong. <laughs> and I love candy corn. Oh god, I'm gonna go with candy corn. You yeah. you going candy corn? I thought you were. I, I thought you were joking. I, oh man, nope, I, I love candy corn. Uh, I hate I, candy I corn. Like, that's probably not my next pick, but I don't like Jamie's hatred for it. We're, pe- <laughs> we're taking that late round flyer. Fair enough. All right, going against what Jamie said. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'll close this out here. The 109, just another classic. Uh, I got two classics that I really like, but I think Sweet Tarts mm-hmm. is probably my go-to. Mm-hmm. I like the Ooh, Sweet Tarts. Sweet Tarts is good, yeah. Yeah, Jamie's saying candy corn belongs in the trash, and I, I tend to Sw- agree. S- Swedish Fish is just blanked out of my mind for a second. Swedish Fish is a good one, yeah. That's that's definitely mm-hmm. up there that as well. That is a good one, too, yeah. I also had, I had Runts. You ever had Runts? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah the little fruit yeah. flavors. Yeah, those are good. There's like, those are good. there's other sour candies I wanted to say, but they're like, I feel like knockoff Sour Patch Kids, like the Airhead, like sour things. They're uh, like yeah, Sour they're Patch good. Kids by another company. So I felt like that was cheating. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, that wraps up the nonsense draft. Let's get into some actual football stuff. News and notes from around the league. All right, we'll start here at the top. Uh, lots of quarterback news, uh, you know, and I want to talk about really the, the ancillary pieces to those that quarterback news. And the first one here is that Jaron Hall uh, gets to start this Sunday against the Falcons. Um, I'll, I'll go to you first, Stephen, here. Talk about, you know, the Jordan Addisons, the K.J. Osbournes, and a little bit of the running game as well. How is this all affected by Jaron Hall getting to start here? Yeah, no, I was actually literally just doing a write-up about him overall. And with Jaron Hall... He's kind of like a Zach Wilson type of quarterback. Maybe hopefully not as bad for the Vikings, but a guy that is smaller, uh, can do things with his legs, can kind of throw the ball well on the run. Uh, So it's obviously going to be a big downgrade from Kirk Cousins to Hall. Um, You should expect, I think, Addison to be able to stay involved. Uh, Osborne wasn't really like involved enough where you trusted him in fantasy lineups most weeks anyways. Uh, but Addison should be a guy you should be able to continue to start as a flexible option, even with Hall on the field. Uh, they, you know, they always say that, uh, you know, a rookie quarterback's best friend is their tight end. So, you know, TJ Hawkinson should continue to see his targets. He was seeing uh, the beneficiary of targets when Jefferson went down. So he should be fine. And then you would hope that the run game would maybe run a little bit more, but it's been so inefficient. It's like, 
how do you expect that to to improve with a quarterback that they know is not going to throw the ball deep? Paul yeah. was never really a big deep guy, especially an accurate deep guy. So this Vikings offense is really looking pretty concerning moving forward here. And I, I do expect that Hall might actually even take some scrambles at times where he might not even consider dumping the ball off like Kirk Cousins might have. So I think all around it's a downgrade for most of these positions here. Uh, yeah. Unless they can figure out the run game, which they have not been able to this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Ryan, I want to ask you, you know, obviously you can touch on the, those pieces as well, but uh, Jaron Hall, and they also traded for, uh, for Dobbs. If Jaron Hall comes out and plays well, do you still think they stay with him, or do they make that trade to, to, to start Dobbs, you think? Um, I don't think he's going to. But, I mean, they traded for Dobbs for raising it cheap or not. At least fairly cheap or not. But, man, you're not. You're, you trade him for, for a reason. Mm-hmm. You who you think you kind of compete. I don't think this dude's the answer. I don't feel safe with any of the pieces this week. Atlanta's defense has played better than it should, better than most people give credit for. Hawkins is the only one I have any confidence in just because tight end's tight end. I'm nervous for Addison. I feel better once we get Dobbs in there. But I don't feel good about that in the future at all. Yeah. I- I, I tend to agree. I think this week, I mean, I think if you have Addison or Hawkinson, you're probably starting them because you probably don't have too many better options. Uh, but I would be nervous about yeah, it. It's by week, hell week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty brutal this week for sure. You, you're, you're starting some guys that you probably haven't started all year. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough. Steven, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Hall uh, Superflex? Let's say you were the Kirk Cousins owner and you got Hall off the waiver wire. Are you comfortable putting him as your QB2? I'm not completely comfortable, but I mean, if we're looking at the landscape and a lot of the, a lot of my write-ups are doing right now, I'm like, oh, new quarterback playing in this team this week. So there's a lot of new quarterbacks that are in lineups this week, whether it's injuries, uh, bye weeks. So you, you could, I, I, what I said was I probably wouldn't want to trust him uh, in this matchup. The Falcons are overall a pretty good team. I don't expect them to get torched by another rookie quarterback at home this time, at least. Uh, so I would probably look to avoid him, but a lot of people in Superflex leagues might be forced to start. Might be forced Paul. to start him, so, yeah. Especially if he's got some rushing upside, that might that uh, might help. Might help a little bit. Ryan, let's go to you on this next note here. Um, another quarterback note: uh, Aiden O'Connell expected to start this week over Jimmy Garoppolo, who looked like absolute trash this past week. Uh, obviously, they got change at the coach. They got a change at the GM. Uh, they got a change at quarterback. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you're sitting there and you're the owner of, uh, you know, Devonta Adams or even Jacoby Myers, like, what are you doing with these guys? Uh, uh, throwing up. Um, <laughs> no. Um, essentially, at this point, however I felt about any Vegas player who I'd start fantasy, whether it's Adams, Jacobs, I don't think it changes from Garoppolo to Garoppolo's Garoppolo stunk. And O'Connell can either O'Connell can either stink or be a little bit better. Like you have a little bit of what's in the box could be what you already have because you can't get much worse, or it could be a little bit better. So I think it's I guess an upgrade for them, but I'm not confident with it. I think if Devonte Adams screams at him enough, he'll force the ball. Him, which, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, because a young guy will give in. That I, I would work with that, but like. I don't think it changes much because you're going from trash to trash. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. I think uh, there was a stat that someone put out on Twitter and that during that game, I think that that third quarter, I think, is when he threw that pick six, Jared Goff did, 
And at that point, Jared Garoppolo, Goff, please don't disrespect poor Jared Goff. <laughs> no, no, no. I think Goff did throw the pick oh, six. Oh, okay. I was going to uh, say, Jared Goff threw the pick six, and he had that 75 yards thrown to a Raider. At that time, Jimmy Garoppolo had 42 yards thrown to Raiders. So in the third quarter, Jared Goff had more passes, more yardage to a Raider than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo did. It was pretty brutal. Um, they stink. They, yeah, absolutely. What, what are your thoughts here, Stephen, on, on uh, O'Connell? I mean, he started one game, I think, already this year. You know, Yeah, unfortunately, he got, a, he got the, the bad stick in his very first start. That was the game where the Chargers had like eight sacks against him. The offensive line could not hold up for anything. but. He did look pretty good uh, when he did fill in for Brian Horror a week ago. Uh, he was a pretty smart kid coming out of college, a guy who worked his way through Purdue, worked his way up to becoming a starter there. And he's a, he's a smart quarterback. Again, he might not be physically gifted with a lot of great, great traits or anything like that, but I don't think the offense really changes overly too much between Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell. So, I mean, it, it could honestly improve uh, potentially a little bit. I mean, so... Can't get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, said I, I, I just don't see how it can get worse. I said the same thing about that Ryan said about, you know, Aiden O'Connell will just force the ball to, you know, to Adams as much as he can. And you know what? If he throws three picks going to Adams, as long as Adams catches about three or four of those, then I'll be fine with it. So um, he definitely could be an upgrade. Let's stick with the quarterback theme. Uh, Taylor Heineke <laughs> gets the start here for Atlanta. I think the last week, I think Ritter went out with the concussion. Then he got. Uh, cleared of the concussion, but not clear to go back into the game. They kept him out. They basically benched him, and then this week they're going to start Taylor Heineke over him. Please tell me, Stephen, that this improves some of those pieces that we so much love in fantasy that we want to see blow up. Does Heineke make Drake London and Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson relevant again? Well, I mean, I mean, I really hope so. I mean, what Desmond Ritter was throwing out there was really not that good, and he would look even worse on the road. Tyler Heineke is just the kind of quarterback, and he's scrappy. He has a little mobility to him. He's going he's gonna to get the ball to his talented players on the field. Uh, I mean, you saw last year when he was with the Commanders, uh, and him and Ted McLaurin, who's you know kind of similar downfield kind of guy like Drake London, he had like seven of his nine games he played with him over 70 yards. So Tyler Heineke likes to air the ball out downfield. This matchup is perfect for Drake London to kind of go off here, and he really needs a big game this weekend. If Kyle Pitts keeps playing kind of on the outside, which he has been, he also could be in potentially for a, a better game. I don't know if it's a big blow-up game for Kyle Pitts, per se, but uh, I definitely trust both these guys a little bit more than I have in the past few weeks, that's for sure. And Bijan, Bijan should be good as long as he can get you know targets. He had 0 for 5 last week. You just give him three targets, let him do something with it. He should be fine. Yeah, agreed. Ryan, what are your thoughts here on Heineke? It's nice having a quarterback situation to talk about. It's a little exciting for the skill players. Yeah. <laughs> like Haneke's, like you said, he did it with McLaurin. He had Dotson with what double digit touchdowns were pretty close last year. Yeah. Like he played good football. He's super boring. He's not going to get a rushing upside, but he's going to do well. You're also not going to have him taking away rushes from uh, Bijan. Bijan. And he's also going to jump the ball off to the running backs. Yeah, he is good for that team and what they have. I, I'm I'm excited about that move, and he's worth a super flex star too. If you just talk about oh, him yeah. as a yeah. QB too, like that's we actually have some excitement here. Yeah, as a, as someone that lives in the Washington D.C. area, I got to see Heineke, you know, pretty much week in and week out when he was here, and he's a bit of a gunslinger, and and he yeah. has no yeah. fear, and he'll throw that ball. And Drake London's a great fifty fifty receiver, 
You know, you Great. get that ball anywhere near Drake, Drake London is going to be. In, we assume we haven't seen much of it, but we assume Kyle Pitts can be that guy as well. Catch the 50 50 balls if he can just get, you know, get them thrown in his way. So, yeah, I think Heineke is, is of the three quarterbacks we just talked about. He's the one I think that actually improves the, the position skill sets, uh, you know, pretty well. So I, I, I'm excited to see what he can do this weekend. All right, let's get to our spade or fade. Spade or fade. All right, if you haven't watched the show before, spade or fade is basically uh, our version of the sit starts. We're going to give guys that we like, which are spades, uh, and guys that we don't like that are going to be our fades. And uh, Stephen, we'll start with you. Give us one of your spades. Yeah, um, you know, I'm going to go with a quarterback here. And Derek Carr this week, you know, uh, he's got a really good matchup against the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, the Bears have allowed a ton of touchdowns this season to quarterbacks. They allow the fifth most fancy points per game to quarterbacks. And Carr is starting to look a little bit better in this offense here, starting to get a little bit healthier. He's on three straight games over 300 passing yards now. And uh, in a game where the, the Bears have just not looked good in the secondary, uh, I think in a, in a one, even in a one QB league this week, or definitely in Superflex leagues, uh, Derek Carr, I think, will be end up being a really good start in fantasy. Yeah, I like that call. Uh, Ryan, what you got for your spade? Um, I'm actually sticking with what we just talked about, weirdly. And Strick London, dude, it's that bounce back. Like, it's a huge game. The Vikings stink against receivers. They give up the fourth most fantasy points to them. We have a quarterback who's a gunslinger, which we just talked about. Dude, he's got a ball out this week. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's the, the biggest beneficiary of like, the Heineke move for sure. I think, I think it's a tough golf week for him. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so my spade is going to be actually two guys because uh, one's a quarterback, and I think the receiver that's going to benefit is going to be uh, the quarterback is C.J. Stroud, and I think Nico Collins uh, has a big bounce-back week after they had a pretty rough week last week. Uh, the Bucks give up the 10th most points to quarterbacks, uh, an average of 271 yards a game. They've also given up a league-worst uh, four rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks as well. So C.J. Stroud, not that he's a rushing quarterback, he has that ability if, we, if he needed to, to use it. Um, so, and I think Nico Collins, I just traded for him in one of my leagues and I was super excited to get him uh, in one of my dynasty leagues. Uh, I think he's legit. I think he had a bit of a down week. That whole offense played a little bit uh, down to their competition. Uh, but I think this week against the Bucks, I think they're going to bounce back in a big way. So Stroud, I think he's got top 12, uh, you know, ability this week, uh, as well as Nico Collins. I think I have Nico Collins at 16 currently ranked 16, but I think he can get into that top 12 too with a couple big plays. Let's do fades, Stephen. What you got for a fade? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Bucks wide receiver duo, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, they get to play the Houston Texans secondary. They're a team that's been the third best in the league per game against wide receivers this year. Uh, you know, last week everyone thought last week was a tough matchup, but the Bills are a really bad secondary at the moment here with all their injuries, and the Texans are getting healthier, and they're coming off a game where they lost to the Panthers. I'm sure they're. They're, they're going to be red hat to kind of bounce back here, and I think it could be a struggling day for this Bucks offense. Yeah, that's a good call. I like that. Ryan, what you got for a fade? Um, I'm actually going to combine my two fades into one thing because they play against each other, and it's Tony Pollard and DeAndre Swift. Dallas and Philly should be a shootout. They're first and third for least points given up for the running back position. It's going to be a struggle. And they're going to, I said they're going to be throwing. They're going to be trying to score like that. I just don't see where they're as super involved. Obviously, you're playing them, but there's a definite air of caution on it. Because, like, if it's DFS or something, I'm staying clear. Yeah, and and Swift's issue, I think Pollard might get some checkdowns from Dak Prescott, but Swift 
uh, because of Hertz rushing ability, doesn't get the checkdowns that we would hope. I mean, he, he, he freaking should. Yeah. <laughs> agree. Like Jesus, he definitely should. <laughs> yeah, they, they got to figure out a way to get him the ball more. But yeah, I agree. I think that's going to be a tough game to figure out. Uh, it'll be a popular uh, DFS game to target. Uh, but, you know, as far as the running backs concerned, it's hard to figure those guys out. All right, I'm going with a fade, the guy we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, and Steven said he wasn't uh, too concerned about him. I'm a little bit more concerned about him, and that's Jordan Addison uh, at Atlanta uh, with, with Jaron Hall at quarterback. If Addison was a six foot four, you know, 230 pound receiver, maybe he'd be decent, I think. But being the smaller guy that he is, you know, and having to, you know, use his route running ability to get open and Jaron Hall haven't had the timing route down, uh, I just don't see it happening very much. Uh, I do think TJ Hawkinson has a huge game. I think he gets probably the most targets in that offense with this with this quarterback. But I think Jordan Addison struggles a little bit this week. And if you've got better options, start them over Addison this week. Uh, let's do uh, let's do one more spade this time, Stephen. Uh, yeah. Um, give me give me the give me Chuba Hubbard this week. Uh, you know, I, I I really thought coming out of the bye week that Chuba Hubbard would have. Uh, well, he did. He ended up being the lead guy there in the Panthers over Miles Sanders by a mile, and Miles Sanders was supposedly healthy going into that game. And they have another great matchup this week here against the Colts, who have allowed like the fourth most fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, Chuba Hubbard had 12 carries compared to Miles Sanders, too. I think they continue to roll with Chuba Hubbard here, and obviously they're going to mix in Sanders a little bit, but I think they're going to give Hubbard another chance at starting this week, and he should probably be a little bit better than what, a lot better, hopefully, than what we saw. Uh, in week eight here. So he's a decent flex option for week nine. Yeah, I had him as a spade as well on my list. I think that's a great call. And, and Miles Sanders is almost non-existent in that offense coming out of that bye week. They they barely used him at all. It was yeah. the Chuba Hubbard show for sure. Ryan, what you got for a spade? Um, I know this is going to feel like I'm just trying to will this in existence. <laughs> he's Homer pick. But, Homer pick, here it comes. Huh? No, 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 no. I love the matchup because the Raiders stink in their shambles. Jalen Hyatt breakout. I like it. Feel like he has a great matchup. Tyrod can throw it a little bit. It's coming, man. We've seen glimpses. They just need him involved. Yeah. That's... And getting pounded by Dallas just ain't going to do it. You know, they can build confidence like the Raiders. And he actually looked decent in his last game. I, I can't remember his line. He had a couple uh, couple plays. I remember listening to him on the radio, and he was he was doing all. Two, you're thinking two games ago, two, maybe two games game. ago. Definitely two, not last week. He was two, he was two for eighty nine. Yeah, I, mean, I knew he had a couple big plays. Yeah, you're right. Two weeks ago is when it was. Um. All right. So y'all took the all, all the rest of my spades because I had uh, I had Chuba Hubbard as well. So I'll give a fade. Another fade. I got a quarterback fade. Uh, going up against Ryan's team, uh, Geno Smith. I am fading him going up against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is legit. Geno Smith has not looked as good as he did last year. Uh, I watched that game a little bit, and he skipped a few balls, you know, threw them in the dirt right, right at DK Metcalf's feet. Uh, just hasn't looked really in sync with DK Metcalf most of the season. And Baltimore's defense is not going to help that. A lot, lot of pressure. Yeah, they're going to get a ton of pressure on him, and Geno Smith is not a guy that handles that very well. So uh, Smith probably wasn't a starter, but he might have been this week. Uh, with all the buys, so but if you got a better option than Geno Smith, you know you need to find it because that's a tough, tough matchup for Geno Smith. All right, we'll give you uh, you two uh, one more fade each, and then we'll move on to our next segment. So, Stephen, I can bond my face. Let him do the first one. All right, Stephen, give me one more fade. Oh uh, yeah, um, I am going to go with uh, 
the Deontay Foreman show. Uh, last week, obviously, Deontay Foreman did not live up to hype with uh, Roshan Johnson back there. I do expect that the Saints will be ahead in this game, kind of forcing uh, Deontay, John- Deontay Foreman kind of to just be a no-show. And it, you saw like late in the game with the Bears and Chargers that uh, Roshan or even Darrington Evans uh, got a lot more work because they were behind in that game here. You know, Tyson Baggett, he's, you know, he's an okay quarterback, but he's not helping move the sticks here. Uh, Foreman probably should be left on benches this week in fantasy. So. Yeah, I think it's tough. I, I got him in a couple of my leagues, and I've been looking at him like, do I start him this week? And um, I don't know. I think Jamie's in the chat, and he's he's the conductor of the the, the, the Roshan Johnson. Are, are uh, we going to fade Roshan? Because we're doing fades, right? <laughs> you going to do a fade of Roshan? <laughs> Jamie, we'll fade of Roshan. We'll Jamie might not watch the show anymore if we did that. <laughs> no, Roshan's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, Ryan, you got your fade? Yeah, I do. Um, and it pains me, too, because I love the player. But it's James Cook. They're just, they hate him. Like, they need to <laughs> love him, but they hate They him. hate running backs it's, in general, it seems. They hate running backs in general. They just got Lombardi Lenny, who I don't think is going to make any difference this week. But that tells me they don't have confidence. They're going to be in a shootout with the Bengals, the way Cincinnati's playing. And, like, that's a game that Buffalo's going to come in. They're going to want to throw right off the bat to try to make a statement and vice versa. He's just not going to be involved. Fair enough. Yeah, James Cook has been – he started off hot. He kind of started off like, okay, he's getting the workload. And and then they're like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no. All right, let's get into our next segment. Prop bet of the week. All right, let me pull up the screen here. Um. All right, let's go. Uh, Ryan, you got yours yet, or you want me go to Stephen first? I do. Okay, let's go I to do. you. Let's go to you first this week. Uh, I am going George Pickens higher than fifty three and a half. Fifty three and a half Russian receiving yards combined. Um. So Pickens has this weird thing. He's had two just complete duds of games this year: a thirty six yard to twenty five yard game. He followed the thirty six yards with one hundred twenty seven. He followed the 25 yard, 25 yard game with 130. And he just had 22 last week where he wasn't involved. Uh, just following off how he's been, it's been multiple booms, one disappear, he bitches, and he's fat again. I think we see a big game out of picking this week. I like that call. I do. I like it. All right, Steven, what you got for your, uh, your pick of the week? I couldn't. I did not have a chance to get one yet. I apologize. You're good. One thing that I did not have. (laughs) This is about. This is about to. So Ryan, you have a second one. No, I didn't bring one. But um, (laughs) we we could talk through it. Give us uh, give us one of your favorite games here. We'll just go through and see what Uh, kind of props. Let's go to the Dolphins. uh, Dolphins Chiefs. All right, let's pull that up. So we got a little bit of everybody. We got Tyreek Hill, Tua. Anybody you want me to look at in particular? Uh, let's look at Tyreek. Let's go to Tyreek. Let's have some fun with Tyreek. All right. So Tyreek's got uh, These numbers are high, man. Yeah, he's got ninety-one and a half receiving yards as his line, or he has ninety-two and a half rushing and receiving yards. If you wanted to I take like, that route, I like that. Let's let's do that one. Go with that. You want to go higher on the ninety-two and oh, a half? Absolutely. All right. We're gonna do higher than ninety-two and a half. And just on this note, because I looked at this game and I'm like, oh man, Tyreek's going home. No, the schedule makers made this a game that's going to be played overseas. Like Tyreek's, Tyreek's home game to Kansas City is going to be overseas. How much does that make sense? They, I they, prefer. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer for fantasy and for the Dolphins. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I hate, I do, I hate having anything to do with overseas games. Yeah, it's it is pretty They're chaos constant. <laughs> it is definitely. Yeah, it is chaos. It's tough. 
Um, all right, so my pick was going to be in the uh, Dallas-Philly game. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the line was. I was going with the – oh, here we go. Uh, A.J. Brown, 82 and a half receiving yards. He just broke a record. I don't know if you all knew that or not. Uh, second, second games with 125 yards, more than anybody's ever done it. He did it uh, um, uh, six games in a row. He beats uh, – That's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy. He, he, he broke uh, Calvin Johnson's record of five. So 80, 82 and a half uh, sounds a little low. And as Ryan just mentioned, those guys like to give up some passing yards both on both sides. So the running game will struggle. They will throw the ball all over the field. So A.J. Brown, once again, uh, goes over 100. Maybe he doesn't get 125, but I think he breaks 100, but easily breaks the 82 and a half. So I'm going to go higher here as well. All right, to recap this, we went, uh, and I, I put Deontay Johnson. I didn't mean to put that. I meant to put Pickens. So let me go back and get the correct pick on there. Ooh. Yeah, I would not have felt confident with him. Yeah, that would have been brutal. All right, here we go. So Pickens, we went the rush and receiving yards, right? 53 and a half? 53. Yeah, it's a one-yard different. Why wouldn't we do that? Yeah, why wouldn't we do it? Exactly. All right, so we got uh, George Pickens higher than 53 and a half rush or receiving yards. We got Tyreek Hill higher than 92 and a half rush or receiving yards. And I got A.J. Brown higher than 82 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to drop our my five bucks on there. And uh, unfortunately guys, we still have, who, who, we, missed, who missed it last week? And that wasn't me. I, uh, hit that, I hit it on Thursday, two weeks in a row. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who I don't I think. I know I missed mine. I don't remember what my pick was, but I know I definitely, Oh, I, I had two, right. Didn't I have two over 300 last week? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was two that I missed. I believe that was you, one. You, got, you need to stick on them lower ones. Those high ones are bad. It, it was higher than 275 or something. I thought for sure he would go over that. It's but bad. Yeah. That's like, that's like anything, over, like any bets over like 85 yards. I'm like hesitant. Yeah. It's a little, a little tough at that point. All right. Let's get to our next segment here. We haven't done this one in a while. And now it's fact or cap. All right, so for all the old heads out there like myself, uh, factor cap is basically true or false. Um, I don't know. Somewhere on TikTok, they invented this factor cap, and somehow cap means false. I don't really know what how that came about, but we're going to roll with it anyway. Factor cap, I got five questions here. I'll ask the two of you, and we'll just deem them if they're going to happen or if they're not going to happen. So first one here, uh, Stephen, for you. Jonathan Taylor is a top 12 running back rest of season. So from here on out, he's going to be a top 12 guy. What are your thoughts here? Ooh, that, that's a tough one. Um, I am going to go with Cap, honestly, on this one here. Uh, if, if he came in the season from his suspension of his injury uh, and was the guy, I would say yeah, absolutely. But this whole Zach Moss situation, I don't think that is going away anytime soon. You know, you thought, all right, this past week it was going to go away. Then Zach Moss had still had, what, 15 carries in this past week's yep. game here. I, I don't think they're going to go away from it. I think they like what they're doing by preserving Jonathan Taylor this season here and not overworking him in a season that kind of felt feels lost because Anthony Richardson went down for the year. I think Zach Moss is going to continue to be used. And, yes, Zach, uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to have some Decent blow-up games here and there, but I, I think there's going to be a cap limit to his play the rest of the season. So Fair enough, yeah. No. And you're absolutely right about the them splitting carries still. I mean, they almost split it almost okay. evenly. Even the snaps were split evenly, so it's going to be tough to trust every week. May I? Yeah. Factor I cap, Ryan, what you got? I'm on the opposite end of this one. Um, we've seen an update. It's been slow. It was slow. His first two weeks, obviously, eight and six and eight carries. But... 
week, his third week back against Cleveland, who is the number two rush defense in the league, he went 18 for 75 in the touchdown. So he averaged 4 2 a carry plus four targets. So he put up 120 scrimmage yards. Last week against the Saints, who are the seventh best against running backs, also put up 97 scrimmage yards. He's getting more involved, and he just did it against really good teams. Yeah, it's Jonathan Taylor, dude. Like you're—I don't care how good Zach Moss is, he's <laughs> gonna get his. And we saw 14 touches, 22, 21 touches in his last two games. That's, that's the volume you. You don't want him getting 30 touches. That's how you get burned out, man. A top 12 running back's not hard to beat. True. All right. He needs 60 percent market share, and he'll get that. Good stuff. And and Jamie wants to know what you're drinking, Ryan, because he wants I am some. drinking Old Forester 1920. Nice. <laughs> there you go, Jamie. All right. Uh, next one here. We'll start with you this time, Ryan. Uh, fact or cap? Cam Akers will outscore Alexander Madison rest of season. He had a pretty decent game this past week. Actually outsnapped Madison, I believe. Um, what are your yes. thoughts here? Yeah, because Mad- Madison's absolutely just terrible it's like he's running in quicksand at all times he is meant to be a complimentary person i don't think any will be great because the vikings are shambles even with the addition of Dobbs. but if we had to choose between the two it's definitely going to be acres just because we've seen him do it on a bad team before yeah i like it factor cap steven what you got cam makers more than alexander madison rest of the season uh, I'm going to say no still. Uh, you know, I, Madison still had a bulk of the offensive snaps over Akers this past weekend. And I believe in like the second half, Madison basically had all the work and Akers had nothing. Like, if why are you going to do that if you expect the Cam Akers is going to take over this backfield? I mean, I just don't see it. He's not even running that efficiently. You know, he happened to catch a touchdown, he happened to catch a big pass. Great. Absolutely great. But his rushing output on the ground has not been good. I mean, he happened to be in on that last drive where they got a touchdown. Great. But it's not like he's running any better than Alexander Madison. I, I mean, could it happen? Absolutely. Will it happen? I mean, I don't feel as great with either back, but I don't, I think Madison is still the guy there. They hate do, him to be there. Do you want to start either back on your team? No, 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 absolutely <laughs> no. Not. You want no parts of any of them. But that wasn't the question choose, though. <laughs> that wasn't the question, but if you had to choose, I, I'm going to back. I like Madison $8 million a year for the next two years. They're going to use them. Yeah. That's, that's a good so point. Gross. Yeah. It comes back down to the money. I, I, I could spend eight million on much more better things than that. <laughs> I, I love the disagreement on the show. So far, neither one of you've agreed on either one of these, so I, I like yeah, this. Ne- this never happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number three, one here, Stephen. We'll start with you this time. Trey McBride is a top ten tight end rest of season. Of course, had his big breakout game uh, this past weekend. Got pushed into the end zone. I don't know if that was. I think he was stopped, but you know, but they refs kind of let it play out. He got pushed into the end zone and encountered it, uh, but had a really big game. So, what are your thoughts? Rest of season, top ten. Uh, I mean, it's really not hard to be top, you know, between 8 to 10 the rest of the year. As long as you catch a couple touchdowns the rest of the season, you're pretty much okay for a tight end one season. But I think it will have to depend if Kyle Murray comes back. Because uh, Clayton Toon is going to start in Week 9. And again, Clayton Toon was an okay prospect coming out of the NFL draft. But is he going to play the whole season? Is that going to help Trade McBride? Uh, I don't know. He was doing well with Joshua Dobbs, so there's potential there. But if Kyler Murray comes back, I really do believe there's potential in him to be in that situation. I mean, just 
a year and a half ago when there was no Hopkins, you know, uh, Kyle Murray and Zach, uh, Zach, um, Zach, Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz, thank you. Uh, they were doing well together. They, yeah. He was on pace for a really good season here. So, obviously, Trey McBride is almost like a decade younger than him and a lot faster at this point in his career. So, uh, I do. I think there's a real possibility that Trey McBride finishes as a top 10 tight end this year. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you on that. If Kyler Murray comes back, because yeah, Murray's got to come back though. Yeah, agree. He has to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, I think he's, I think he's going to. He's practicing. Yeah. He doesn't. He wants to win some games, so he's not replaced. So, are you agreeing here, Ryan, with with fact on? Trey I want to disagree just to disagree. But <laughs> no. I mean, the target share we've seen that uptick since Earth hasn't been healthy. Dude, fourteen targets last week in reference. But wow. even two weeks before that, six and five for a tight end. Pretty, pretty solid. good, yeah. Agreed. And with Ertz out and possibly Kyler coming back, that could be a lot higher quality targets. I like it. Yep. All right, this next one's an interesting one because uh, me and Ryan poo pooed this guy a little bit uh, in the off season, and he had, came out and did something that you know only few quarterbacks have ever done. But uh, is Will Levis a QB two in Superflex rest of season? And I, a high end QB two. We're not talking guy that just sneaks into the bottom here, Ryan. What are your thoughts on on Will Levis QB two in Superflex factor cap? God, is that high end QB two? Let's put it so if we divided the the QB two range in half, he is over the halfway point of a QB two. I would put him like eighteen range, sixteen to eighteen range. Okay, so a little bit below like, the halfway point. Like there. the middle of it. Um, the fact the Titans just, again, they're a team that has to score points because they're playing from behind and they're kind of a little bit of a mess. He has D-hop. Like, he has enough weapons that he should be okay. I don't trust him week in, week out. I think there's going to be a lot. I think he got a little bit lucky and caught teams by surprise because of what we saw, and it's probably not going to happen quickly but dude, kind of QB after that 15 16 spots kind of bad right now. It's kind of brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Like after you get CJ Stroud, we're talking the Baker Mayfields, Derek Carr's, Geno Smith. I'd rather start him. Yeah. I'd feel more confident there. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I think with that that game that we just saw with them four touchdowns, I think they came out thinking to stop Derrick Henry and like, <laughs> okay, Will Levis, you beat us. And and basically left D Hop one on one with the, the the cornerbacks out there, and D Hop's gonna beat them if you just throw the ball as far as you can throw it. D Hop's gonna go get it, and that's can, exactly what can happened. I, can I give an either or on this for Stephen before you answer? Yep, just go ahead. This a little bit more fun. Who would you rather start the rest of the season, Will Levis or Sam Howell? Oh, Sam Howell. Okay. Yes. I know Sam Howell's kind of he's QB eight surprisingly, but I feel like he's not respected. I just want to see where you guys are. Yeah. Uh, I was a big Sam Howell guy preseason. Were you? So, yes, I was excited for him this year. So, Fantasy wise, he's been balling out. You know, NFL wise, he's making some big boneheaded mistakes. But, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, I think they trust him, though. I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but they, I think Jacoby Brissett was, uh, they were trying to get rid of Jacoby Brissett in in Washington. So, at one point, so they must really trust him. Yep. Potential is definitely there. He just needs to stop making dumb, dumb mistakes when they're winning the game like he did last week. Love us or Carr. Uh, this week car, but I think this week car. I think going, I think I'd still say car. Yeah, I think he, if he gets healthy and this this team has a decent schedule the rest of the season, Levis or Love? Uh, Levis, right? That's Levis, uh, yep. Love is just falling it off. Yep. That's the line. Like he's trying to find that like Mendoza line off of him, and yep. like we're kind of 
He was then mid QB too. Yeah. Like I liked Levis a lot coming into the draft. I he was one of my he was a, I, I had him as my QB one. I did. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but you know, they're the offense. I don't know if the web. I don't think the receivers are that good. I mean, Traylon Burks hasn't proven anything. Yeah. Hopkins is a 31 year old wide receiver who's dealing with injuries. Like they have the Texans two times, Seattle, Miami, all really good secondaries the rest of the year. Like I don't know if he does finish as a high in QB two. I think a low in QB two, I can see it for sure. But I don't know if it's a high. Yeah. He might mid- not even start the rest of the year. Yeah. I'm mid the low. They might bring Tannehill back. Yeah. Mike Vrabel's pretty pretty in love with Ryan Tannehill, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know goes to that man's head. Yeah, nobody just does. Just start your rookie, man. Come on. Yeah. You're, you're at this point. Just do it. All right, last one here, Factor Cap. And I'll go to you first, Ryan. Deontay Johnson outscores George Pickens rest of season. And it has to be Cap. PPR. PPR is the key. Cap. Cap. Even George with the Pickens PPR. Alpha, that man. Like, there's those dead games, but he has some just huge games. And touchdown potential, like one touchdown, six catches, like he's gonna get that. Yeah, he demands targets. I was just thinking in the PPR league, Deontay Johnson, he's a he gets a lot of targets and he can rack those catches up. Pickens almost didn't have a you know if he didn't get that touchdown last week, he wouldn't have been in anything. It would have been all Deontay Deontay Johnson's targets are like twelve for sixty two (laughs) yards. Fair point. Fair point. We disagree on this, don't we? I can tell by your giggle. Yeah. What what do you got here, Stevens? Factor cap. Deontay oh, Johnson outscores it's, Pickens. It's a fact. It's an absolute fact. We we see Deontay Johnson coming back playing full health after his second game, coming back from injury here. Uh I believe he had like ten of Pickett's fourteen targets before he got hurt. Like Pickett loves to throw the ball to Deontay Johnson and he's going to do that. Now will Pickens a Pickett Pickens have like a couple big love games? Sure. But Deontay Johnson is going to consistently be a guy that's going to see seven or eight receptions each game, and and he's going to get between 60 and 80 yards each week. And the touchdowns will fall this year. Hopefully he gets a touchdown. It's been quite a while. It's been over a year. But uh, I do believe that he goes back to being this team's wide receiver one uh, on the offense. Good stuff. I, I love the disagreement for sure. <laughs> yeah, you got to be the tiebreaker. I got to be the tiebreaker. I think I'm going Deontay Johnson as well. I so. and, and I love Pickens. I love Pickens. And I think Pickens will be the guy – but I don't think it's going to be the guy this year. I think it's Deontay Johnson. He's come back and had tons of targets, like you mentioned, in PPR. That's going to rack up points. Uh, I've been playing Johnson in, in DFS as well because uh, those 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 catches, they, they add up quick. And Pickens is the big play guy. Um, he'll probably get the touchdowns. He'll get the big games. But it'll be those dud games where he would have had a dud game this past week if it wasn't for that one touchdown that he had. So um, that's what I'm worried about with Pickens right now. All right, let's get to the listener questions. Go ahead. Ask me anything. All right. So before we get to the ones on the show sheet, we did have one in the chat from Josh. uh, And he wants to know, Ryan, rest of season defense, Kansas City or the Browns rest of season? Uh, I'm going to defer this. I play no leagues with team defenses. And if I do, it's a stream. I'd probably say the Browns because they're been fantastic getting the quarterback and making turnovers. But I'm not as confident about this as normal things because I just don't. I either play IDP or no defense on. Fair so enough. I'll be off. I'll be honest. I'll just pass that one above. All right, Stephen, what do you got for this one? Uh, I probably lean to the Chiefs. I think their matchups are a little bit better for them to make havoc. Like they have the Raiders, the, the Packers, uh, the Raiders again. 
New England, like they have matchups where they can really attack the quarterback. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I like that that you looked at the matchups because that was my my thought too is what you know how the matchups look up because the Browns play in a in a in a division with some pretty good teams cool. with the Ravens and you know Cincinnati looking legit now all of a sudden. So I'm I'm a little bit uh, a little bit more worried about some of the AFC North is brutal. It's brutal, absolutely brutal, 100. percent And Kansas City, uh, yes, they have the the Chargers who are a good offense, but they do get the Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Other than this past week, I guess when they played the Chiefs, uh, they are then pretty much a train wreck, a wreck all year. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, with Kansas City as well. All right, this next one here is from Ethan on Discord. Um, he says he has no depth. He's thinking about flipping uh, Tyreek Hill and getting back A.J. Brown, uh, Deontay Johnson, and Jerome Ford. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this trade here? Well, I'm trying to find out. Hey, move that. You skip down there. Honestly, if you have no depth, I'm full, normally fully against trading away Tyreek Hill, but AJ Brown has been unbelievable. Like you said, he just set that record for the most 25 yard games. He's lights out. He, him and Tyreek Hill, it's kind of flip a coin who you like more. So you're literally just adding talent to that. I'm I'm cool with uh, side with the uh, package. Yeah, Deontay Johnson and Ford. Yeah, I don't think I'm with you as well. I think you're right. I think Hill and AJ Brown. You know, Hill obviously has the higher upside, I think, but I think Brown is right there, neck and neck. It's, and you're getting Deontay Johnson, who we just talked about, and Jerome Ford. So I, I think it's a it's a no brainer for me. It's that's what I'd move Hill for. Definitely. All right, this next one here is from John Nelson, Stephen. Um, so he's he's got a bunch of trade offers for Jameer Gibbs coming in, and he wants to sell high because uh, you know Dave Montgomery's going to come back. He thinks and take some of his work away. Uh, even though he says, I can't believe the Lions would do that. You know, it's definitely a possibility. They they do like David Montgomery. He's asking, who should he target in a trade for Gibbs? And he said, Jonathan Taylor's name has come up. And you were already on record saying that Taylor is going to be uh, not a top 12 rest of the season. So if it's not Jonathan Taylor, what are you trading Gibbs for? Or are you trading him at all? Um, I mean, I would, I, I would kind of want to hold on to Jameer Gibbs. I, I know that Dave Montgomery is going to come back at some point this season here. But I, I think the Lions have, have saw it on the field, and they had to. They like you had to see this guy on the field. That you have to give this guy more touches this coming season. Here, he's a dynamic player, explosive. Like, how do you not get him the ball more? You know, he's played so well these last two games without Dave Montgomery on the field here. Like, there's like no one I really would want to touch. Like, I mean, I I could trade him, but like, how many other running backs are out there that that someone would want to trade for? Unless you're trading a big package to get an elite running back. I mean, I think honestly right now, the only running backs that I really want to trade for is CMC, Barkley, Brees Hall, ETN, uh, ETN. ETN, maybe Austin Eckler. Like unless you're getting one of those big five for Gibbs, I think everyone else is a lot of people that are in that six to like 14 range where I think Gibbs and Taylor both fall. And I think you could kind of go back and forth with either one of them. this Yeah. Season. I think maybe if it's Taylor plus, then I would yeah. consider it. But uh, for straight up, uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of trading straight up for the same position anyway. Like, I wouldn't. No, I was, I was about to say, I, it would be like another position I'd try to get for. Not yeah. Just if you're trading Gibbs, you're going to either get Taylor Plus or you're going to get, you know, a receiver because you already loaded at running back, something like that. So um, I think I would hold on to him for now. Uh, this next one, you might recognize his name. Uh, this is from, from Jeff Lambert, from myself. This is actually in the Discord <laughs> that I posted. Uh, and I, I, I made this trade. I'm just curious to what your thoughts Am I are. In this league? 
Uh, no, this is my home league. Uh, it is a 12-team dynasty PPR, one QB. Uh, so last year I won a championship. I rode uh, Jerick McKinnon, Cam Akers, and Sam Darnold to a championship. I should not have won a championship. My team wasn't very good. Uh, this year I'm sort of middling. And so I'm looking to uh, sort of stack picks, and I've got a bunch of picks for next year already. And I got Javante Williams on my team, and he just had a really, you know, a, a heavy workload, 27 carries. I was looking to move him off of my team. And someone who was a contender needs a running back offered me Nico Collins straight up for Javante Williams. I made the trade, but I'm curious to your thoughts here, guys. Uh, Javante Williams straight up for Nico Collins. Steven, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the, the trade itself, I think it's a pretty fair trade for both sides. You're getting both two young players who have shown flashes, might not have actually taken that next level step to truly be a, a strong fantasy dynasty asset. But if you're doing a rebuild, I always like getting younger wide receivers or even a retool. Like I love getting those younger wide receivers now. Players like I think of next year. Think of, you know, no more Bob Woods, no more Noah Brown, like CJ Stroud in year two with hopefully a re-signed Nico Collins. Or I think maybe he's got one more year. One more year. Um, one more year. So like contract year, like I want that on my team. If you're retooling or rebuilding or anything like that, I want those young players who are ready to blow up because you could always find running backs any which way we've seen it this year you can get them on free agency you can get them via trades pretty pretty much easily any which way uh i always want to have the young the young uh, wide receivers good in stuff ryan what are your thoughts here i really wanted to trash it i really <laughs> wanted to and the reason i'm not is because of houston trading away the draft picks like they don't have a first round pick they went from two to zero and i think the fact the fact that means Nico's going to be the wide receiver one there next year. Fair point. I prefer Javante personally, but Denver has a ton of questions, and I like the relationship Nico Collins has with Stroud, so I'd probably leave that side. Even though I feel weird about making that trade, I think it's a good trade. Yeah, I think, it makes sense. I think like, it doesn't feel good making it, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I like, think it feels my, wrong. My, my thought was because it's a running back, you know, and because, you know, it's Javante Williams hasn't really broken out yet that, you know, I'm looking to the yeah. future. Like, I shouldn't have won it the is. championship last year. I will be the first to say that. Like, yeah. I should not have won it. So my team is not that good. So, you know, give me a year or two and Nico Collins will still be good in a year or two. But will Javante Williams? That we don't know. I, I, it's weird having a guy who was a top eight dynasty pick a year ago traded for a person who was basically undrafted. Eight, <laughs> who was undrafted. Yeah. It just feels wrong to do. Yeah. And it's a ballsy move, which I kind of respect. Yeah. Good I, stuff. I, 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 I don't hate it. It's cool. All right. We're going to skip, uh, we're going to skip Shane's question. I'm going to skip all the way down to this last one here. Uh, this one's from uh, from Joe, and I can't pronounce his last name. Purish, Purish. That's what we're gonna go with. Uh, so he is receiving Chris Olave and sending away Christian Watson and Zay Flowers. Uh, this is a dynasty league PPR one QB. Uh, I'll go to you first, Ryan. So he gets Olave, gives up Christian Watson, Zay Flowers. What are your thoughts? Honestly. If you'd asked me this a month ago, I'd say this is a smash on the Olave side. But the way Zay Flowers has been involved in Baltimore's offense, he's very similar production-wise to Olave because Michael Thomas is still back and doing stuff there and still demanding targets. And 
Alave has not been what he was last year. And we keep seeing the uptick in targets. And Christian Watson's still a thing, even though it's not as much. I think I'm going to take the back side on that. Even though I think it's a pretty fair trade because I love Alave's talent. I think he's the most talented player in there, but I don't see the huge difference one on one. Yeah. Steven, do you agree with this one? What are, you, what are your thoughts here? Alave for Christian Watson, Zay Flowers. What side are you on? I think I'm. I think I'm still on the Chris Olave side, but it, it is getting kind of closer to like it's, uh, it's getting real close. Because like, if you look at the situations, like Jordan Love doesn't seem to be. He might not pan out, and there are a lot of good wide receivers or pass catchers in Green Bay now that I think could end up being better than Christian Watson as an overall like player. Yeah, fantasy. I agree with that. Yeah, like J- Jaden Reed, maybe even Romeo Dobbs. Like they could be better. They could. It may not happen, but they could. And then Zay Flowers has been solid, but like the way they're using him, they're not using him to make these big plays downfield. They're using him kind of short, and he's seeing seven receptions in the game, but for like 50 yards. Like he's not being used in an explosive way that we thought he could be used in this offense here. And, you know, more Lamar Jackson gets older, you know, I don't still trust Lamar as a passer 100%. So I think but the thing is, Zay doesn't. Flowers near one. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, he's getting true. those targets. I lost my headphones. That He's getting those targets and not with, he may not have that deep threat yet, but that's just getting involved in the offense. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That, that's my point. Like they're so they're very close, close to each other. It's right a very now. good, it's a very good offer. That's for sure. I would definitely give it's me a, pause. It's a, it's a great, they're what? A two fantasy points a game difference. Yeah. Like that. Yep. Agreed. All right. Uh, before I hit the drop on this last segment, I know it was a short notice, Stephen. Do you do you have a forgotten fantasy player pulled up? Like, do you have one that you that you got? Uh, yeah, you... I think I got somebody that you, maybe you guys, I mean, you probably might remember. I don't know. All right. I, I look for a few players here, but I'll, I'll pick this guy who was in the who was who played for about ten years. All right. Let me hit the drop, and then you can give us your hints. Hold on All one right. sec. Get ready for going for two dot coms. Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, so yeah, we got to give uh, Stephen a, a little pass here because he only had about, I don't know, maybe an hour or so to pre- prepare for the podcast. So Dude, we, We've been getting killed lately. <laughs> we have been, yeah. It's been like, a lot, we, lot of... We went like three months without being stumped. We've been stumped like, the last two the weeks. The last two weeks, we, we, got, we got stumped really good. So uh, please we, give we, us we an really easy one, Stephen. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm giving you a pretty easy one, but maybe you forgot about this play because I don't think this is a guy I, I think of too often myself. So... Uh, he played for about 10 years. He played for three different teams. In 2013, he was the wide receiver 13. 2013. I'm just going to throw some names out here. That's, that's a pretty you might get it. It's not that hard, but... It's a pretty... I gave you a little more recent one. 2000. Don't don't be googling over there, Ryan. I see you typing something. I, 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 never, I would <laughs> never be, do that. that. Don't be cheating. Dude, that's like juicing in baseball. 2013, played for 10 Eric years. Decker. Not Eric Decker, no. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. No. I, we need some more. We, yeah, right. uh, some more. Three teams is not. <laughs> All right, so he started his career with Indy and finished it with San Francisco. Ooh, that should Jeff, help. if you don't get this, you're a failure. Yeah, this should help. Started with Indy, 2013. But his best season wasn't with either of those two teams. Oh wow! <laughs> so the team oh, okay. in the um, Yeah, so in the middle, he did his best year. Oh man, that's tough. 
trying to think of receivers that we had that were like washed up that I don't know if they were necessarily washed up, but that sort of finished their careers in San Francisco. Is he a slot receiver? Um, no, I think he played more on the outside. He didn't do too well in San Francisco. Is it Ricky Prohl? No, not Ricky Prohl. If you want, I can give you the team that he did do amazing with. If you'd like. Um, yeah, shit, give it, go ahead and give it to us. Washington. Pierre Garçon. That's it. There we go. Dude, good. I, yeah, I, for, I had forgotten that he played with us towards the end of his career. That's <laughs> yeah, it. he had two seasons of like 400 yards with one touchdown. That's right. Yeah, I remember Dude, that. Didn't he? I thought he balled out in the No? He had like that uh, sort of a semi-breakout that got him a big contract in, in Washington. He didn't have oh, any. Oh, dude, yeah. And then he stunk real bad. Yeah. yeah he had two seasons. Uh, he had like what, one or he had like one. He had two seasons. That he had 700, 900 yards in Indy. And then yeah. he played really well in Washington. Yeah. I think the the reason he came to, to San Francisco is the Kyle Shanahan connection. Because I think he played for Kyle Shanahan oh, with, yeah. with Washington. I can't remember. I had him as somebody in my comparison on one of my rookie things. People got super mad about it. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. <laughs> like, they were so upset. It was like a first round pick type guy, too. And you, and oh, you wow. compared him to Pierre Garçon. Garçon. I can't remember who it was. Wow. Yeah. And they were so mad. People yeah, he was upset. really good that season. And I mean, he had a couple of good seasons in Washington, but I mean, he was a he was a monster in Washington. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good years, yeah. Great pull. Great pull. Get it. All right, let's go around the room real quick. Uh, give us your Twitter handle and uh, anything you want to plug that you're working on. Stephen, we'll go to you first. Yeah, no, I appreciate the in, the last minute invite. You know, I'm glad I was able to help you guys out there tonight. And uh, yeah, you guys can go Appreciate find me you. over on absolutely on Twitter at uh, Coach Stephen P. Obviously, like I, I I run the Fantasy Coaches. We, we do podcasts two times a week. I also write with Dynasty Nerds, and I we write some. I write some pretty. Big articles uh, with them that pop out every uh, Friday and Saturday, so check them out as well. So, but uh, appreciate uh, guys having me on the show. Absolutely, Ryan. What you got going on? Uh, Fox five three four. Find me here every Wednesday night. Find me over at the Dynasty Big Board, the Rookie Big Board podcast, and hopefully I survive this weekend. Good stuff. All right, I, I want to thank Stephen once again. You know, short notice, literally like an hour or so before the <laughs> podcast. I said, "Hey, man, can anybody come on the podcast?" And Stephen jumped in, and and he did great, man. In a short time frame, uh, nice. really appreciate it. Uh, as always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert seventy seven. I want to plug one more time our DFS for Toys uh, charity contest. Uh, the website is goingfortwo dot com backslash toys. Uh, you can go there, register. It's like four questions. Uh, once you get registered, you'll get your invite, and then uh, you could donate uh, anywhere from five bucks to five thousand, whatever you want to donate. Uh, we're hoping to raise a thousand dollars to get some toys for tots. Uh, so again, going for two.com backslash toys. Uh, I want to thank everybody in the chat. Of course, Jamie's here as always. Appreciate you, Jamie, being in the chat. Love uh, you, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's Jamie's the best. We appreciate him. Uh, I need to get him back on the show here pretty soon. Uh, so for Steven, for Ryan, for Jeff, uh, or for Jeff. I am Jeff. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, all right. That's a wrap, guys. We'll see you all next week.